0: Channel 10.
1: <laughs> we used to be like CNN Channel 10. And we used to think the people would catch on. You know what i If you're not from right, right, Queen, right, right. if you don't got time yeah, warning on whatever. Saying, what what up, like, what? <laughs> I, I got to do it, I'm yo. Yo, hold up, man. Some different channels, son. Roll up, on, man. Roll up, watch the channel, son. Different plane now, man. So good. Roll up, all good, baby, and every hood, son. Roll up, yo. CNN Network Channel 10 again street niggas that's grown men get gather your face stay in place yo crime lace cast more beef than star face cnn network channel 10 it's on again street niggas
0: that's grown men get gather your face stay in place yo crime lace cast more yo yo we're back once again this is channel 10 podcast it is ir tick the almighty ar in the building and i'm alongside
2: Singar superior
0: and um before we get into it you know we want you to definitely rate subscribe comment soundcloud itunes google play music now uh wherever you're listening to us you know definitely show us some love we really appreciate it email us at channel 10 podcast at gmail.com Support us on Patreon. Even though we haven't dropped an episode in a while, go ahead and uh, go to patreon.com slash channel 10 podcast and support. dollar episode or more if you can afford it because we got some things coming to you. And if you don't believe us, look at what we've brought to you. Egyptian Lover, DJ Boo Man, D, DeRay McKesson. The list goes on and on and on. Like Erica Badu said. And uh, um, Subscribe on Audible well, Not subscribe but sign up at audible.com Audible Slash channel 10 To get A free audio book And free 30 day free trial for Audible And um, To be honest it has um, Definitely enriched my life Right now Matter of fact I was driving earlier listening to Sam Harris Waking up Uh, Through Audible, um, I've previously listened to Tiny nehisi Coates' book. i listened to um, Michelle Alexander, Cornell West, you know, whatever topic you're interested in. Uh, Sapiens, great book, uh, which I meant to tell you, Sengard, like, you know, when you get a chance, I think this book is going to, you know, definitely add to some shit that you have to say. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, audibletrial.com slash channel 10. Like, definitely do that. Um, right now, I just purchased a book because not only do you get a free credit every month, but you get a discounted audiobook. So, today, actually, I just purchased this book, How to Spot a Liar, because I deal with liars every day. And, like, sometimes I wonder am I, like, too paranoid and thinking this person's lying to me? And, you know, I. You know, or am I being a sucker? So it's like I need to listen to this book and figure out who's lying to me and who's not. So yeah, Audible.com <laughs> spots you some liars in the building, and uh, that's our advertisements for right now. Channel10Podcast.com order some merchandise. <laughs> Click on the store link. We popping out here, shit. <laughs>
2: You know, I feel like the uh, the advertisements are becoming longer and longer as we go on.
3: I mean, man, we gotta get this money. Yeah, that's very true. Like, there's people out here getting this money. Man, we gotta
0: get this money. Like, it's no reason why we can deliver all this content
3: for over a year and we ain't getting this money right now. So y'all gotta, y'all gotta, like, Help my brother out. Yeah, yeah. So um
0: since we last spoke, there's so many things that have uh happened. Um there's the Drake album, there's the Beyonce album, there's Birdman on the Breakfast Club, there's Prince, there's China, there's John Jones, there's African Bambada, there's um I don't know the list. MC
2: Shan on. and Karis one. MC
0: Shan and Karis one. Like it's the 80s or some shit.
3: Um, it's just it's just a lot. It's just it's just a lot going on. Um, there's
0: the uh, anniversary of Freddie Gray. Uh, just got word because you know, usually when we record something crazy happens. So, uh, Bobby Schmurda. I just heard he got out. I wish we had a phone line so somebody could call in and uh, confirm this. But they don't. So I'm about to click the search on Twitter
3: for uh, Bobby Shmurda, the one hit wonder. Mm.
0: maybe he had two hits uh, and uh, you know I've been meaning to listen to uh, what's his name Rowdy Rebels mixtape for a long time cause you know he comes from Bayesian ancestry such as myself you know Bobby Smurdy he's Jamaican so it's a Caribbean thing going on in the building
3: that's what's up
0: so uh, shout out to all my Bajans and all my Jamaicans and all my Trinies and all my virgin islanders whether you be british virgin island or american virgin island i got peoples out there what up what up what
3: up and um everybody from the diaspora getting it in but um i don't know we just i'm just wilding right now
2: my <laughs> wild. <laughs> yeah man uh so man fucking prince man like I I mean I've just been like really just out of it. I uh you know before we got on, um, Arctic just told me that Beyonce came out with an album. Uh, I just found out that Drake uh, uh dropped his album early this uh, early yesterday morning. Uh, I found out Prince passed away and Chyna passed away at the same time like in the in um early in the evening um that day when it, when everything happened. Uh, so i mean i'm just i'm just not connected to the world man i, I found out about the about the the baltimore primary katherine Pugh and donald trump winning uh yesterday
0: and hot sauce hillary in the building
2: but was she, was she, <laughs> she came again
0: no she won she won the democratic primary
2: oh okay yeah well i mean i, I kind of figured that I mean, you know, all those white people in Baltimore now you know they want Hillary, especially since she'll bring prosperity, gentrification, and all these all these other amazing things to the city.
0: You no, know, it's crazy is um I, I saw an article um I forget where it was, but basically they're saying that Baltimore is going to be the New Brooklyn. <laughs> was that on
2: was that on Baltimore Fishbowl?
0: It might have been, I think so, yeah, okay. And um, what's interesting too is I saw something previously because Crystal City was trending on Twitter, and people said Crystal City's a new um, Brooklyn, I guess, for the DC area. And you know, what's crazy is like I've been to Pentagon City, I've been all through Arlington. That's like a uh, let me think: Baltimore, DC, New York. I guess Arlington is like my fourth or fifth home. And, um, I've never been to Crystal City, <laughs> but since they say it's a new Brooklyn, you know, I may have to make that pilgrimage, um, to see what Crystal City is like, but I don't know, like, um, Baltimore, new Brooklyn, gentrification it's just crazy.
3: I mean, it is,
2: it is crazy. Um. And I was I was talking to someone yesterday and, you know, we were talking about, you know, just like how how much our cities have changed because, you know, we're both 25 or whatever. And, and it's just crazy how much like Baltimore has changed, you know, just in, like in my lifetime. Like, I remember when downtown was shitty, it was unsafe. Remember, they had their whole that whole issue. I mean, some years ago with, you know, gang violence downtown, you know, fucking with the white people at the main library who had their books. Uh, now Mount Vernon you know you can go there for acupuncture you have all these weird hipstery people um, who are outside if you um, all kinds of um, you know uh, gay couples and if you look at them or if they think that you're looking at them the wrong way then they'll they'll do something that they assume that you'll think is outlandish to like show you that you are in their territory
0: you know it's crazy
3: um, so I, um, it's crazy because I kind of disagree.
0: Maybe it's the area of downtown that I'm in, but like, because I'm around, you know, Lexington market area a whole lot. And, um, this is a story. And matter of fact, I've, I've been holding on to this story and I've been meaning to tell you for so long, not even for so long, but like Probably for the past month, but I really want the opportunity to tell you on the podcast, um, you know, without even telling you beforehand. So, um, I'm down Lexington Market, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a Saturday. I'm walking back work, uh, from work, and I and instead of um, you know, going to the Charles Center, um, Metro Station, Subway Station, whatever you want to call it. I go to Lexington Market So I go down Lexington Market Right it's a dude in front of me Big dude With a hoodie on It's kind of cold out And like You know when you go down Lexington Market Everybody's trying to sell you something It's a whole lot of activity going on So I go down the escalator And I'm looking at this dude ahead of me He's kind of slow He's kind of in my way I'm trying to get to the train Next thing you know, you won't believe what happened. And I have to build it up like this because this shit was just so crazy. But out of all the things that could happen when you get down the escalator to Lexington Market, you know, the first escalator, like when you're going underground. Yeah. Like, like, think of all the things that could happen. What, like, what can happen? Like, just, like, just give me some examples of something that could happen.
2: Okay, because um, I, I, I think I know where you may be heading with this, with this whole issue. I'm okay.
0: You have no idea, but just go ahead. Okay,
2: all right. So I'm thinking that maybe someone broke out into a seizure. Nope. Okay. Uh, someone. All right. Uh, the cops were looking for the guy, the guy in the hoodie who was in your way, and then they just rushed him. Nope. Um, alright, finally, um someone got robbed. Nope. Alright.
0: A piece of fried chicken falls from the sky and hits the dude in the shoulder.
4: <laughs> <laughs> what
0: <laughs> Yo It was like a piece of fried chicken, like it was eaten. But it had like a little bit of skin on it and some bone. It's like skin and bone, right? <laughs> Uh-huh. A fried chicken bone. It looked like it was a breast or a thigh or something. His shit just falls and hits the dude in the shoulder. Cause you know like how it is, like like when you're coming down the escalator, but like there's a part that's like above Yeah and it's kind of open. So I guess somebody was eating some fried chicken, they just threw it. But I'm just I'm just going down the escalator, I get off, I start walking, and a piece of fried chicken just falls down and hits this dude in the shoulder and it just bounces off his shoulder and hits the ground and the dude just looks and he looks upset like he looks angry but it's nobody to be angry about because he's already downstairs and somebody's upstairs and it's just like what do you do in that situation when a piece of fried when a fried chicken bone falls out the sky and hits you in the shoulder all you can do is just keep it moving and that's what he did and at that moment I'm just thinking yo what the fuck like what is going on in Baltimore like how you just said before the show started like you know before we started recording yo what is going on in Baltimore where where fried chicken is falling out the sky and hitting people
2: Uh, that means that that black uprising happened and we won (laughs) (laughs)
0: Like, yo, that was the craziest, that was one of the craziest things I've ever seen.
2: Damn. Well, I mean, you know, the, I mean, well, the thing about that, that area in particular is that, you know, that's where all of the black culture is anyway. So, you know, it, it makes sense that, you know, you, you have flying chicken bones um, <laughs> in that, in that area. I mean, that's where all the black culture wait, is. Wait,
0: wait, hold on, hold, hold on, hold on. So, so, so you're saying flying chicken bones is black culture? <laughs> are you reverse racist right now
2: i don't know i mean you know maybe i am but you know culturally you know niggas like to eat chicken i mean it's the same thing with bass niggas like bass
0: man like
2: nothing wrong with that
0: i was telling my mother like this is the whole thing that i have especially with the whole vegan thing right so my mother bought me some um well, not necessarily bought me, but she bought some some refried beans, right? Mm-hmm. So I usually get the fat-free refried beans, but the ones that aren't fat-free they have lard in them. So you know, me being a vegan, I look at the ingredients of everything, and I see lard, and so like, I can't eat this it has lard in it. And she's like, "Well, that's what you know. That's what." Black people have been eating for so long You be alright with a little bit of lard or whatever And that's what the slaves ate and blah 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 I'm like yo We You know Our ancestors did this shit so that we don't have to <laughs> You know like the chicken wing Was not And this is the thing that people don't understand The chicken wing was not the desirable portion Of the chicken That was the portion that they gave the slaves Because it didn't have as much meat on it chitlins that was the organs all this lard and fat and shit so when you look at even our diet it's based off of slavery so it's like our ancestors did a lot of this bullshit so that we don't have to so i feel like i'm disrespecting my ancestors if i do this shit
2: (laughs) i mean i well i mean I, i i guess that's a good point
0: and like you know people like that's black like like i remember one time Matter of fact i was in virginia um i was in uh what's the part annandale virginia with somebody um somebody trying to start a record label um and some whack-ass rappers and like they and like all these whack-ass rappers and the guy who's trying to start the label, yeah, label they're all morbidly obese and before we start recording, we have to go to some supermarket so I can get some food and they can buy us pork. I'm like, yo, man, you shouldn't be eating that pork, you know what I'm saying? It's before I'm even vegan. Like, yo, you need to chill on that. And dude told me I'm disrespecting my mama. If I don't eat pork. I grew up on a pig farm in such and such 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 Virginia. And I'm like, you know, I always think about that moment where he says he's disrespecting his mama by not eating pork because he grew up on a pork farm because it's like the reason why that pork farm that you grew up on in such poverty even existed is because of, you know, s- slavery and everything that came after it and all the... Things that came with it that I'm not going to get into right now. But basically, they did. Our ancestors suffered through all that so that we wouldn't have to. So if I'm being a bougie Negro by not eating pork or not eating chicken wings or whatever. You know, I'm not being a bougie Negro because of that. I'm doing it in respect to my ancestors because they had to suffer through it. And they wouldn't want me to go through the same thing.
2: Well, I mean, food is a very cultural thing. So I guess this is why you're getting all this, all this kind of black, this black, black clash. Wow. Backlash. <laughs> <laughs> when it comes to, you know, you disrespecting, you know, your heritage and what black people, uh you know, have eaten. And, you know, I mean, food can symbolize a lot of things, whether it's culture or power. And, you know, let's say if, uh, like what you're saying is that you know the chicken wing symbolized you know something for slaves because that meant that they weren't getting the good part of the fucking chicken. Right. I mean, and
0: well, and, and traditionally, when I was eating chicken, my favorite part was the chicken breast. And people, you know, you know, when it comes to me and my mother and our family, you know, people might consider my mother to be a bit bougie. Would you say?
3: Yes, I would. And me and my mother used to fight over the chicken breasts. <laughs> Not the yeah. wing. Who the fuck want a wing when you can get the breasts?
2: I mean, a chicken breast is hard to eat, though. That's, that's the thing. Like, it's just—it's too much to be doing.
0: Man, I mean, yo, man, you got the. I mean, it's a man. The breast is just the succulent part. You can cut it. You can do a lot with it. The wing, I mean, you just crack it, and then you just eat it, and then it's just that. And it's just, that's it. And it's done. And, like, my father, you know what he used to do, which bugged me the fuck out, which I kind of tried to do, but it never really worked out for me. My father used to crack the chicken bone with his teeth and eat the marrow.
3: Ugh. I don't know if there's some Bayesian shit, some Caribbean shit, or whatever, but... (laughs) You know,
0: when I used to, like, not have any more chicken wings left, and I'd be looking at them bones, I'd be like, man, let me eat this marrow. Because of what my father did.
2: (laughs) Ugh. That sounds... That doesn't sound really appetizing, but okay.
0: I mean, niggas eat chicken gizzards. People eat chicken whatever. I mean, niggas eat... chitlins and like apparently there's a thing you know when you have intestines of course the asshole is going to be at the end of it it's so like niggas eat the asshole of the pig
2: well I mean yeah I mean well you know like with, with, with chicken gizzards I know that like my stepfather and my mother used to fight over like, the ch- like chicken gizzards it was like a big thing like once a week uh, he would go and get chicken gizzards and they would, they would have to split it up equally
0: and see, I remember, because I, I remember having chicken gizzards back then, and I remember eating them, and I remember, I remember they weren't too bad, but they weren't my favorite thing.
2: I've never had chicken gizzard, because, like, I, this is my thing, like, I can't eat, I just really can't eat anything that has, like, a weird name, so chicken gizzards sound like something that I just shouldn't be eating, and, you know, I mean, I guess, you know, well, I'm really just talking about words here and like what the words really mean, but, you know, as uh, I'm sure, you know, some of our black conscious folk will say, you know, words have vibrations. But vibrations. I mean, like that. And then, like, um, you know, since I still eat fish here and there, like, my mother bought me croakers. And she just she just figured that I should try something new. And I told her, that's when I visited one time, because I just got kind of annoyed. Because I just said, you know, like you've known me for twenty something years, like how, why the fuck do you think I want to eat something called a croaker?
0: <laughs> I mean, the thing is, like, too, like, man, it's just, it's, it's, it's kind of interesting too, because, like, like the other day I was at work, matter of fact, yesterday, because he's, man, my days just blending together, but I'm at work and. You know, one of my coworkers who I'm relatively close to comes down with a plate of food. Like, you ain't go upstairs and get no food? I'm like, I didn't know there was food up there. Yeah, for such and such is, um, you know, a going away party because they get a promotion. I'm like, I don't know who that person is. <laughs> and... Well, didn't you get the email? I'm like, oh, I got an email about signing something, but I don't know who that person is, and I probably don't eat anything that they have there. What do they have up there? She points out they got chicken, they got uh, macaroni and cheese, they got cake. I'm like, I don't, I don't eat any of that, and I don't know who this person is, so I'm not going to go up there and just grab some shit and like she just gave me this look of disgust. And it's somebody who, you know, I'm not really close to people at work, but it's somebody who, you know, I know a bit about her life. And, you know, she, I don't even know if she knows a bit about mine, but she just likes to talk.
3: (laughs) (laughs) But, um, it's like, yo, it's like, it, like food, food is definitely crazy culturally
0: and you have to understand how to manage your way around food in order to not be disrespectful sometimes and sometimes
3: you just don't have a choice but what's crazy is with black people um like
0: black people will look at somebody who's jewish and be like oh you're kosher but you won't look at somebody who's black and vegan in the same type of light. Like, nigga, eat this
3: shit, nigga. (laughs) Like, hold on, I don't eat this shit. Or like, I don't know you're gonna say Jewish, but even Muslim too.
0: Like, you tell somebody that you're Muslim, even if they're Christian, they give you a certain amount of respect. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like, oh, he Muslim.
2: Yeah, I mean, yeah, like food, like man, like I remember, like when I was uh, still working at like the at the market, and um, you know, they had, I think I mentioned this before. They had like this employer employee appreciation day, some bullshit, which is really nothing more than um, they just bring out a whole bunch of food. They they order they cater they have cared food or whatever like that, and I happened to work that day unfortunately, and it was a big thing. Like Leroy, you gotta go down there. You got you gotta go and get that food, man. It's gonna be gone. And I'm like, well, I'm good, you know. Like, I don't come here to eat. I have shit at home I can eat. And, no, you don't understand. They got ribs there. And so, I see that people who were off that day, they came in to work just to get this food. Mm. Like, you know, like in their regular clothes, they just came to get a plate. They ate, and then they got another plate and put, you know, put some shit on the plate and they left with the plate.
3: And see, the thing is, like,
0: even when it comes to that, like I'm, I'm an advocate of uh, cooking your own food. So, like, um, and I've been getting more into it now, and I'm an advocate of it for a lot of reasons. Even if you're not vegan, like, cook your own food. Like, don't just come show up and get something, and you know this bullshit. Like, because like recently, you know, even when it comes to you know being financially stable. You know, I've saved a lot of money during these trying financial times, <laughs> um, just chopping my vegetables. And I might spend an hour just chopping my vegetables and just getting them just right. Getting some seasoning and I make a pot that's going to last me for a couple of days. But. or well, like, even if you're making a your chicken, man, just get it like, man, get some unprocessed, unprepared chicken. Chop that shit up. Do what you got to do with it. But, like, when you start searching for other people to provide you with something that you feel like you can't provide yourself, and it's something that's necessary for life, such as food, that's a problem.
3: Hmm.
2: And see, and, you know, this, this harkens back to that, that one random, like, mob movie that I saw years ago, which, which, got, me, like, which got me more into cooking. More deeply, when uh, it's like some mob movie from like the '90s, it's like it's like some type of weird, maybe you know, offshoot of like The Godfather or something. And Mm -hmm. and like the and pretty much the Godfather in that movie, he always like made like cooked and made dinner for everyone, like on like every Sunday or just made like made shit for himself. And you know, he's really rich; he doesn't really have to do that. And so one day, like one of the younger guys said. You know Godfather, like why like you know you're such a rich you know rich man you're, you're you're a made man, like why do you still cook your food and he said that he does he he does anything he, he does anything that 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 he has to depend on to survive he does himself mm and he and he said like even down to like you know polishing it like oiling, oiling his own bullets and his own guns,
4: mm,
0: you don't remember what the name of that movie was. <sighs>
2: I, I
3: gotta
0: look that shit up, man. I gotta but, watch that. But like, like, um, I was watching a YouTube video of one of these pro black type dudes, right? And like, he had this whole hydroponic setup in his apartment to where he could grow his own, his, uh, his own vegetables, and he developed it himself. And um, he was selling it, and um, I gotta look at that video again, but like. That's the type of shit that we need to be on. And, like, you know, me and my girl, even, you know, we're looking at something to do so that we both can invest into something that's, um, you know, something that we're both equally invested in for our relationship, you know, to grow.
3: And, you know, we're looking at, like, growing some food. Like, you know, even before cooking the food, how about
0: growing the food and then cooking it, you know? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think that's, that's a dope, con- and that was actually her idea, you know, it's a dope concept to, to actually, you know, get the seeds, try not to get them from Monsanto or whatever. I got some, uh, cucumber seeds from the dollar store I want to mess with, but she's talking about like growing some herbs. So I'm about to get some like thyme and stuff like that. That's hard to find in the grocery market. Um, but you know, start growing herbs and stuff like that. And, you know. This is the things that you need for survival. It's the basics, you know. It's like knowledge, wisdom, and understanding from the five percent teachings.
2: <laughs> yeah, like I remember, um, I tried to, uh, I tried to like grow my own dill, but it just didn't work out that way. Hmm. This is this just well, I mean, I, I didn't spend that much time on it. I, I kind of figured that after a while it would grow itself, especially because um, when I got like the soil from. I got, like, the soil from, like, from my, uh, I guess my garden or whatever you call it, and it had, like, a worm in it, so I figured it was pretty fertile, but it wasn't,
0: apparently. Man, that's a whole nother issue of fertile soil. Like, I've been seeing some articles about community gardens in certain places, especially, like, Baltimore. Mm -hmm. Like, niggas grow gardens, but the food is toxic because it's in the soil.
2: Oh, yeah, that's right.
0: It's like, man...
3: Like, this earth is about to be fucked up. And like,
2: see, and, 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 and this is the issue. So, I mean, let's say Baltimore does become the new Brooklyn. I mean, I've walked through Brooklyn and I've, I've seen, you know, people having the, like those little rooftop gardens or whatever they are. Yeah. So, I mean, is it, would, it, would it be a good thing?
0: I mean,
3: I guess to start off, the best way to do it would be hydroponically. But, you
4: know, what's interesting is my job, matter of fact, I need
0: to go actually look at this. They're having some type of co-op or something with some natural fresh vegetables. And, you know, I work for the Illuminati. So I don't know how much to trust it, but I'm going to go to a little event and see what they have to say about it. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, when you're in a situation such as us. It's like, what you gonna do? You know, you all you can do is the best as you can do, which is wash your vegetables. I wash mine in, in half water, half vinegar. You know, and hope for the best.
3: Do you um do you buy um all organic? Nah,
4: nah, I don't. Um,
0: I buy organic. Well. Generally, I do frozen vegetables um just because they say fresh and because you know buying produce, I think is a fallacy, like you know this is fresh or whatever I mean, that shit a lot of times I've been sitting around for a long time be flies around that shit and but like recently, um I've seen some decent produce in the markets that I frequent, so I've been getting the produce and chopping them up and um you know, I took a note from your book, and I've been spicing them with cumin, and like even my mother, she smells. You know what I make when I come into the building, and um, she's like, "That smells good." I'm like, "Yeah, that's like cumin."
2: Yeah, I mean, that shit, it does wonders, and uh, and actually, um, you know, I, I've been I've been using uh, frozen vegetables more now because I just always had an issue that you know, like the way my my weeks work um I may not be in the house that much and so I may only really eat like 12 like once or twice a day and so I may you know I may not really have to cook that much and so sometimes I'll just have like shit that just rots and so at least when it comes to the majority of my vegetables I can just you know have them frozen and that'll be that but the main thing that I do make sure that I always buy like fresh um is onions because I think onion is just Way better when you just like, when you, when you freshly, you know, cut it up and put it in whatever you're, you're using it for.
0: I mean, I, um, what I do, like, like, if I get some produce, like, I mean, I think one thing is that, like, buying too much produce will fuck you up. Cause you're not gonna use all that shit. And then, like, me, I got one pot. So sometimes I'll buy more than what I can fit in the pot, and realistically, I don't cook my food all the way. But I like to have it cooked half decently so I can digest some of it and it have some of the raw stuff, like you know. And like some of it I have raw, and some of it I have not. So like um, like um, what I'll do is um, like recently I've gotten some onions. And I got some green onions and I've been chopping those up with some celery, all different colors of peppers. And then with the beans, um, I do have some beans here that I need to like soak and actually do. But I've been like, like I'll get some canned beans for real. And I rinse them off really good. I put that in there. Um, And like this pot that I have right now that I'm actually eating from right at this moment. (laughs) um, It's just all peppers. All different color peppers, uh, red onions, green onions, and beans from a can that I rinsed off to get all the salt and everything off. I put some cumin, some black pepper, some cayenne, some paprika.
3: Um, what else I put in there? Some uh, garlic and um,
0: some parsley and some oregano leaves and i put all that in the pot and i uh, you know cooked it oh, oh yeah and i chopped up some uh, baby carrots and put it in there um i put some um some radishes i chopped up some radish and put it in there mm. um some some actual produce broccoli you know i took the the uh, tops off of it and put it in there i'm just like looking through my pot right now to remember what i actually put in there um celery so i did all that i put it in a pot i boiled you know i cooked up i boiled it a little bit um not till like it's soggy or anything like that then um i got some artesian lettuce from uh, aldi which is basically four different types of lettuce so i you know took all four different types rinsed it off real good soaked it in the vinegar or whatever to get it all, or, you know, half vinegar, half water. Um, and I didn't cook that, so I put the cooked over, the, you know, the lettuce and everything like that, with the cumin and everything, like, that shit is, is is delicious. Like, it's mm. just crazy. And it's funny because people tell me that shit looks so nasty, whatever, I'm like, yo, just smell it. And they smell it and it's delicious. So now it's like, now it's time for you to eat it. Because, like, <laughs> niggas ain't got time for Ordering food every fucking day. Like, nigga, get you a pot. Like, make one or two pots a week. My next meal is going to be, I got this cabbage. So I'm about to break this cabbage down. I'm about to halfway bake a potato and then boil it and put it in there with some shit. And then mix whatever leftover vegetables I have from whatever else I just made and put it in there. And boom, that's going to be a meal for four or five
2: days yeah that's what that's what's up i mean and another another thing too is that you know when you i mean because i get you know people always on a go and you just gotta get something real quick but like um i feel like you know when i eat when i when i eat what i cook it's i just feel more like more fulfilled i guess because you know that you put like the time the effort and the thought into like how you want to like chop like chop this onion up or you know, like the way you just want certain things. If you want it, if you don't want it cooked all the way through, and you know that you did it. Mm. And and you know, it's like, and that's the thing, like especially, you know, nowadays, you know, I since I'm getting older now, because you know, a lot of people always tell me this that you know, you'll always be thankful if like someone cooks for you. Mm-hmm. And you know, because I'm still kind of leery about you know being over other people's houses if I don't really know them and like if they cook but you know now I'm I'm finally I'm, I'm becoming more appreciative of that like you know I, I went to like a um a, my, a friend's cookout uh last uh, last weekend and his wife like made sure like she that they had like certain things for me and she made um sweet potato fries like from scratch like chopped like chopped those motherfuckers that's hard. that's hard to do and made them and it's like that's really thoughtful like you you're putting in this much time and effort and, and it was just me over there actually this much time and effort just to have me over.
0: Yeah. Like, you know, I've experienced that a lot actually. Um, because I'm trying to think like one, like with you, you know, you cook more than me a lot of times, or at least, you know, sometimes, or like maybe I'm not, I don't know if you cook more than me, but you make different things that I would make. and, you know, especially when you are in Baltimore, sometimes that's kind of even though it's a lot of stuff going on, that's kind of like your chill time. So you like make some stuff that I probably wouldn't make, and that shit is so good. <laughs> so it's like I appreciate when you're here because you make some good shit for me to eat, <laughs> and you know you're not stingy with it. And um,
2: I mean, you the only uh, you the only know other nigga that would really eat it outside
0: <laughs> of my brother, anyway. So yeah, and um, you know, other than that. You know, my girl, she'll make something, but, you know, she has other obligations. But, you know, I'm really appreciative when she makes something or tailors it to me and her mother, you know, like, you know, during certain holidays and stuff, you know, she might make something just for me. You know, that's, you know, specially made. you know, just that's Zach's bowl right there, whatever. So, like, when people take that time, you know, you definitely appreciate that. And, you know, someone will take the time to do that for you. So, like, it's a lot of culture and a lot of interrelational type things with cooking. But at the same time, like, I don't know if you feel like I like I feel a certain type of way when sometimes I make something like it might be the same person who made something specially for me. But when I make something specially for me and I present it to somebody else and they
3: don't even want to taste the shit you ever get
2: that uh um n- i think I, I had once but i didn't really take much offense to it for whatever reason because I, I just felt like it was more for me
0: yeah i mean like yeah i mean but i feel like i feel like like look i guess it's more like yo you out here about to buy some food, like, I got I like I like got a whole bowl of food right here that you could try, and it's good, and you don't even want to give it a chance, because it has this label on it, it's vegan, or it's no salt in it, it's no sugar in it, and uh, it's like, you haven't even tried it. You haven't even smelled it.
2: <laughs> yeah, okay. I mean, like, I was kind of in a situation, with, like, um a friend had me over for dinner like you know a month or two ago and um you know he, he made he had like he made some t- he made like two different kinds of things but one thing had like shrimp in it and the thing was like if it like if, if the shrimp was separated then I could just like say no but I was in a situation where like he just knew that somehow somewhere he he just knew that I, I ate shrimp and so I just smelled it, and it smelled pretty good, and I just said, fuck it, yeah, I just, I just, I just told him, yeah, I I ate shrimp, because I didn't want to be an asshole, and I just, I just sat sat down and ate it, it was actually pretty good, but I didn't really want to eat the shrimp, but then I didn't want to be an asshole, and like, oh no, I can't eat that, and he just like, you know, he said that he said this certain time, he probably spent a lot of time doing this shit, because he was telling me how he made it, and all this and that, so.
0: Yeah, I mean, sometimes you gotta do what you gotta do, like. Especially when people you know, some people get real um personal about their cakes and their pastries and stuff like that. And it might have all kind of milk and butter and stuff. And sometimes you gotta you have to be a human, I guess, and you know, do things that regular humans do and eat some cake.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
0: but you know, my thing is and it's crazy because, you know, me being vegan and you know, especially my mother, she knows this. I've never liked cake. And whenever I've had a birthday, my cake is more for other people than it is for myself. So now me being vegan, it's even more reason for me to like cake. And when people push cake on me, not only do I not like cake, but I'm vegan as well. Mm It's like, I don't want to eat this shit. Because I'm not a cake fan. And I'm not, and I'm vegan. And you put eggs and butter in this shit. But and people are like, oh, you in that vegan shit? No, I just don't like it. <laughs> I've never liked it. It's for other people. And so one time, man, fact, I said this shit to one of our cousins. I said, you know, my birthday is more for other people than it is for me. And apparently, that was taken as some type of bougie type of way. But yeah, it is, cause I don't do this birthday shit. This shit costs money, and it has you eating some bullshit. And like niggas need to be getting this money and not spending it, and not eating this bullshit and dying off of diabetes and shit.
2: Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I mean, like it, it is just so weird. Like how how much food plays like a role in like every in our everyday lives in so many ways.
0: And and I guess it goes into the Anthony Bourdain shit, which means. Which, you know, I've been meaning to watch this show You know, based off of our experience with this show So far <laughs> Which yeah. is a part of our di- everyday life But I've been meaning to watch that And um the uh, Action Bronson show on Vice um, But, you know, food is Is a cultural thing But, um let me, Let's take a quick break real quick And let's be right back Jonathan All right. Podcast, peace, peace. Alright, I gotta go to the bathroom real quick um, I'll be right back Alright Hey, Channel 10 Podcast listeners, please don't forget to rate, subscribe, like, favorite, comment on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play Music Podcasts, whatever platform you listen to podcasts on. Just show us a little love. Definitely appreciate it. Also, keep up with us at Channel10Podcast.com. Reach out on social media. Email us at Channel10Podcast at gmail.com. Got a lot coming. So check us out. Peace. Alright, we're back. Channel 10 podcast in the building. You are my ER and Saint God Superior in the building. We just kicking it. Haven't dropped an episode in a while. Um we're talking about this food situation. Um But I guess let's get into more some music. Um this whole Prince situation is very interesting, um, you know, because I know that you were a bit of a Prince fan,
3: and me just listening to—and uh, it's gonna sound crazy—but um,
0: if you listen to Features' "Purple Rain," right?
2: <laughs> <laughs> that that caught me off—that caught me off guard. I wasn't expecting that.
0: Yeah, okay. so Future did the Purple Rain mixtape, and he has a song called Perky's Calling. Ain't you no, know, and I believe in the parentheses, it's, per- it's called Purple Rain. And he's talking about he can hear the Perky's calling. And then they saying that Prince died from them Perky's shortly after this mixtape drops. And it's just crazy, I guess it's a weird synchronicity of the universe or whatever, but I don't know, like it's crazy because me and my girl had a conversation about this, like yo, how did Future come out with that song and then Prince just dies <laughs> and the shit is called Purple Rain
2: I mean, yeah, because I mean, if you think about it, that mixtape is really only like what, like three months old technically like january came on january like yeah. what, after new year's
0: yeah and so i can hear a perky's pur- calling i can hear a perky's pur- calling like it should called perky's pur- calling
2: and you know it, you know you know, that's really interesting too because like when um uh, when i found out it came out purple rain that's the only thing i could I, like when i listened to to the entire mixtape for the first time all the way through i could i couldn't help but, but thinking about prince
0: and yeah had the prince font had every i mean it was Made you think of Prince.
3: Oh, it did have the Prince font perform- I didn't I never thought about that. Huh. That's interesting.
0: So it's like this whole thing and like I've always like like that song in particular, Perky's Calling, like that song sounds like a cry for help. You know? And yeah. like to me, a lot of future songs sounds like cries for help but that song in particular sounds like a cry for help like like that song kind of hit me like yo like an average listener would listen to it and be like this is just some ignorant ass shit fuck this shit but like when you listen to it it sounds like somebody like yo i have an issue please come help me and then prince dies
2: oh, all right so all right so before we get deeper into prince so Remember when, you know, that whole thing about that, that, that interview. Did you ever listen to that interview in full, the, uh, the interview when you, when, that you told me about when he says that he doesn't do drugs like that?
3: Yeah, 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 yeah.
2: Do you think he's lying?
3: About not doing drugs like that?
2: I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: No, I don't think he's lying.
2: Well, because, uh, because like, I mean... Because,
0: and, like, you can't, like, number one... Look at DMX, right? And like, I understand, you know, different drugs had different effects and things like that, but DMX had a three album run off of doing drugs and then the rest people have mixed feelings about, right? And even two, mm-hmm. really people have mixed feelings about all his albums except like the first one or maybe the first two, you could say.
2: I mean, well, I, I mean, I have a feeling about all of his albums except for really for the first one.
0: But like the f- second one wasn't his fault necessarily as it was, you know, the production. Okay. But like. F- you look at Future and you look at DMX. DMX was really on that shit. And you look at how he fell off. When you listen to how people talk about Future's work ethic.
3: You can't have that work ethic taking a downer. Okay, what about
4: Wayne? Hmm.
2: And like, and this is my mm. point because like, um, I never like really thought about like listening to Perky's calling because, and like seeing it as a cry for help because I don't know. I mean, I just I kind of always like skip that song because it's, it's like it's so depressing. But then I'm thinking about that. And I always listen to Cody and Crazy. And it's kind of like a it's like a it's like a recurring thing that he always ends off with like this really depressing song. And you don't know if it's really about him or just about some other things. And Coldine Crazy is a really kind of weird, eerie song. And Perky's Calling is kind of like within that same vein.
0: I mean, I think that maybe Future was on it like that at one time, but maybe he chilled out. And he's channeling those feelings into his songs because when you listen to his songs and like, I feel like he maybe said this in an interview, but I'm not mistaken, but I can't like cite my source. But I feel mm-hmm. like he said something like, yo, you know, these are kind of anti-drug songs because he had a song where he said, all my homies are junkies.
2: Junkies. Yeah. On um, um, uh, dun, dun, uh, Monster. Yeah. I mean, yeah, and, and then he... um, Because th- cause he does say interesting shit like that. And then like even like um, on I Serve the base, he says that I'm back on that dope and I'm strapped with that hammer.
3: <laughs> like,
0: like a real... Like, if you've really been through some shit, you know that that's some shit that you don't want to involve yourself with. So when you listen to that, it's like, damn, I need to stay away from that shit because if I'm on that dope, I'm going to be strapped with that hammer.
2: But, I mean, people don't see it. I mean, like... I really feel like because um I was thinking about this when I when I was uh, when I woke up this morning. I don't know why. But I was thinking about like this uh th- like this reign of like Southern people who have had influence on music, like with like within this whole trap genre. So I I kinda started started off with Jeezy. But at first I did like Jeezy, Wayne, and then I go to future, but then I got I can't forget about Gucci Man. And Gucci Man is kinda weird because he's kinda in between like, Jeezy and Wayne, and then kind of, like, still stretches after that in a weird way. Well, here's, I mean, a, I'm
3: not-
0: here's the thing. There's a transition to when, and this is what a lot of, like, bitter, old-school rappers will tell
3: you, but it's kind of true. Um, there's a transition to where it became cool to be the
0: dealer to when it became cool to be the junkie. Mm-hmm. And so, Jeezy was a dealer, features a junkie, and then you have Gucci who's in the middle of that. As, I mean, yeah, he is. As a dealer junkie.
2: I mean, but he wasn't, well, I mean, I, we, keep, we keep saying he wasn't, but he keeps dropping out mixtapes and he's not even, he's not even, he's incarcerated. Uh, but he isn't, he's not really a junkie though. I mean, he
3: doesn't really talk about it like that. Yeah. That's true.
2: I mean, that's the thing because, like, within is like this whole like this whole transition to like really good trap that we're getting right, right now with future and stuff. He's like really in between because he has like those kinds of like those Zaytoven kind of beats that that future is uh, is using, but he's still within like that earlier vein of like this new form of trap music music that we know of. And. Uh, who knows what he'll do at when whenever you know whenever he comes out. But and that's the thing about Wayne is that you know Wayne is like is that junkie. But then he kind of transcended that to become you know who he who he is now. And it was all at the expense of you know his that this addiction and which we hear like a lot about um in, in the free weezy on the free weezy album between coke and that you know that purple shirt. But yeah, I
3: mean. I don't know. I mean,
0: is Feature really on that shit like that? Like how it's presented in the songs? I don't think so.
3: I mean, because they talk about Feature like, excuse me, he's just doing like, um record after record after record in the studio all day.
2: I mean, man, that's the thing, but usually when people do that, they are on, look at Prince. They are on drugs because, because you, just, you just can't do shit like this. I mean, you got to have, if you have a superhuman work ethic, you got to be doing, you got to be doing something,
3: usually. Uh, I mean, look at Jay.
2: Okay. All right. All right. So, all right, so remember when he came up with, with Magna Carter, I think before he did, and he, and he was on Twitter answering questions like some years ago? Yeah. Okay. Um, and I run, and um, so one day I was looking through his Twitter like, to see if I could find anything about Jay-Z that was interesting. That could probably, you know, maybe make, make me understand him a bit more. This is like a maybe some like months ago, and one uh, and so someone asked him like, "What is like the, your biggest regret on Matt Carter Holy Grail?" And he said, "The Ducé hangovers."
4: Hmm.
2: And the thing about and they remember the Warren Epstein episode, and they and uh, Rosenberg asked him, "What does Jay Z do every day?" He wakes up around like nine or whatever, like that. And, you know, he's done around like five or six. And he says that he sleeps in on the weekends because he says you sleep because he says you, you go crazy from working
3: all the time. So you think, I mean, I guess his addiction would be working money. and drinking. Yeah,
0: money, working and drinking.
2: I mean, well, yeah, and then like, and remember, um, on uh, um, is it, is it, it's not, King, is it Kingdom Come? No, it's on American Gangster, the, uh, the, the the really ill joint with J with, uh, with the whole, with the with uh, the organ with uh with a nozzle on it that JD made.
0: Yeah. Huh, JD.
2: Yeah. They, well, yeah, I, I yeah I know JD. He he produced the track. Well, he like or he had produced it, co-produced it
0: with Just Blaze.
2: I don't know if it was just Blaze, you know, but you know um, with the
0: organs and shit, right? Where yeah, now the was org- talking about some shit. Yeah, different online. continents. Yeah, 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 yeah.
2: Google Earth. Um uh is it on that one? I think it is. Like he um Jay-Z said all the ace of spades I gotta piss out. hmm I could've saved I could I could've saved myself six hours. Yeah, yeah,
4: yeah.
2: So I mean, so maybe I mean maybe he does drink a lot. I mean, I don't know, but I'm but I mean I'm just saying like he, any kind of drug, I mean if it's alcohol or whatever it is they got to be doing something to be, like, maintaining this work ethic. Well, I really think they would go crazy because, you know, insanity is doing the same thing over and over again.
0: I mean, yeah, I think um this goes into the conversation about, you know, regular people. And, like, you can't be a regular person and maintain certain shit. Like, you either have to block out regular shit from your mind and just literally be crazy Or you gotta take something To help you get to that point Or maybe it's a combination of the two Cause like I don't know I can be in super mo- uh, work mode Sober And super work mode You know Having some type of influence You know And I, I, and you know, I think you You experience the same thing Like I cannot need something or I can have something. I think, you know, with me, with alcohol, it, it breaks down certain barriers that let you be a little bit more creative than usual. But at the same time, whatever it was that made me even start doing it in the first place is still there and I would still be doing it. Whether or not I had the alcohol or not, it's just that the alcohol makes it a bit
3: easier for the process. You know. Mm-hmm. So like to me. I look at alcohol when creating. I look at it. As a tool. It's a tool that I can
0: do without. Because sometimes when you're on a different computer. Or something you might have a certain software. or Something that you don't necessarily have. That you would like to have. But you still make it work without it. And alcohol is a tool to me. To where. It can make certain things easier, but then there's a detriment too, um, because it can make you a bit more sloppy to where you have to come back and fine fine tune certain things, and you can make that fine tuning yeah. yeah, and you can make that fine tuning a part of your process as well. Like, look, I'm gonna get drunk, I'm gonna do this. When I'm sober, I'm gonna come back, I'm gonna tweak it.
2: Right. And I mean, and you know, and this, is this isn't anything that's like, you know, that's like, you know, new because, uh, you know, think about all the pictures that like Kanye, um, took like of all the studio time for the, uh, for the life of Pablo mm-hmm. and think about like all those, those empty cups, those Hennessy bottles and all that other type of shit that was going on in, in, in that studio and, and Lord knows what else. Yeah. So, I mean, it's not, yeah. I mean, so yeah, you bring up a good point and yeah, I mean, this is the thing like with me, like. I you know I really didn't get like really into alcohol until I started using it as like a form of like you know like using it to help me work more. Mm. Not sure if that's the best thing in the world, right? It could, lead, it could lead to dependency, but you know like you know but usually a lot of people they tend to use it for you know social activities, which I don't really do, which is kind of you know it, which signals a bad thing. I mean, which is what I I'm not knocking at. I can see that.
0: I mean, when you think about human nature, and you think about how human nature and like the way the brain is wired and you look at different studies and things of this nature like about um how we're naturally wired to avoid um you know pain and discomfort and we gravitate towards things that are comfortable so when you think about it being in the studio saying what's on your mind and saying and like you know really being Free is is Naturally you have a barrier You know physiologically In your brain that breaks you from being Free so unless You're like the Like some type of Buddhist monk Or something like that It can be hard to break down that Barrier so alcohol can help You with that to fully Express yourself and I Used to always look at it as a crutch Like people who do that Used as a crutch, but now, you know that I've know more about the brain and know more about how drugs work and certain things like that. It's like no, it's not a crutch. It's more of a key to open the 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 gate that's naturally there, based off of certain things that are there from an evolutionary standpoint. Of you might be afraid. Of some bear or some tiger Or you might be afraid Of another group of humans And you might not Necessarily trust What They're telling you so you have to have Your guard up at all costs So when you're recording And you have that mind state of a bear Might kill you or These group of other humans That you've never seen before that are alien to you Mm -hmm. Like They might fuck you up so, you know, from an evolutionary standpoint, as a human, you have that in your mind when you're going to the studio to where you take these type of drugs and it breaks down that barrier and it breaks down the sense of self um, to where you feel more connected with everybody else in the universe. And you're like, OK, I'm not myself necessarily mm-hmm. like like my sense of ego is diminished to where I feel a part of everything. So I can share myself with everything because I'm a part of it. And I think that's a bit of what certain drugs can do. And, you know, you know, we talk about the Joe Rogan podcast and you know, I've yet to take various psychedelics and everything like that. But they say that, you know, those type of drugs break down the self. And once you break down the self and you feel connected to everything, you're more free to, you know, share certain things. So I think that's you know, certain of these drugs might do, excuse me, certain, uh, drugs might do that to help people, you know, express themselves artistically.
2: I mean, yeah, it's true. I mean, and, you know, think about, uh, well, you know, I guess we assuming that they're authorities, but you know, who, who really is an authority, but, you know, let's look at, I guess like the like the like the when it comes to the trajectory of American music, you're like what is like what is labeled as like the best year of music, um uh, for music in American history, and I believe it's like 1966 and 1967 that like a lot of um people, um a lot of music critics tend to uh, music historians tend to uh, to agree with. Of course, they're probably mostly white, but you know, and this really has to deal with like the the height of um you know uh the hip you know hipsters. I mean hip hippie the whole hippie thing and then um especially with the beatles and you know they all took acid and like look at the beach boys and like me personally i didn't you know i'm a pretty big a pretty big beach boys fan and i really didn't start liking the beach boys until they they started getting on drugs (laughs) and um you know it's this whole thing about ego death when you take acid Um, at least during that time, and you know, like people like Brian Wilson, who was like the the lead, like the leader of the beat, who was the leader of the Beach Boys, and he's experienced with ego death, and this is how he came out with certain ideas for albums because he believed that his, you know, his ego kind of just like was washed away, and he could start anew.
0: Hmm. I mean, I think
3: um, it's definitely a part of it because, and like we got to get that dude from Ayahuasca
0: Prana on the show. I don't know. They haven't emailed us back yet, but um, like I think that's definitely a part of it. Um, and there's something about music because we look at,
3: this will get like real
0: deep on it. But when you look at evolutionary standpoint, what does music do that benefits
3: survival in this environment? Mm -hmm. and i can't think of anything like why do we need music like what purpose does it serve to help us survive
2: i guess to uh i would say to know that someone out there can relate to us to what to what we're feeling or thinking at that time but like
0: where did it come from
2: well, that's a good point. Yeah, I don't know where the fuck music came from.
0: Like, like, why is it that we fuck with music? Like, you don't see pigeons create. I mean, I guess they have songs or whatever. I don't know. Like, <laughs> and then what is it about certain frequencies that, like, not to get into some crazy shit, but like, what is it about certain frequencies that resonate with people? And is that cultural or is it evolutionary? Because, you know, coming from a Western standpoint, we have our frequencies that we deal with. I think it's 13 of them. Um, We deal with A through G and the accidentals in between. But then other cultures have other frequencies and even other time signatures to where their whole sense of rhythm is different.
3: They might deal with a seven eight, which would be an odd number. So it's like you know, how does that relate to the human experience? And
0: what is all this for? And like what the you know, what the fuck is music?
2: Right, I mean, well, maybe it could be evolutionary, because um, it always trips me out, like, when if you, like, put on music, and, like, you see, like, a baby, and a baby, like, a two-year-old, if they can stand up, they'll start, like, dancing to it. Yeah. And it's, it, I mean, it just, it just freaks me out, I mean, because, like, like, what is it about music that really makes people do this? And, um, and, you know, as we know, music can be very infectious, you know, and, yeah, infectious, you know, whether it's, you know, that... That random song for whatever reason that 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 shoots to number one, like Panda, which um I just recently found out that's number one, and like what is it about a song that makes it you know a number one song that everyone likes?
0: Yeah, see, when I was a baby, my mother said that I used to um that like we had some Jamaican or some Caribbean people in the apartment building, and she said that they would be playing their music real loud, and I would just listen on the floor and just listen to it and you know get the vibe from it and be dancing to it or whatever and like whenever they start playing their music i would just be focused in on it and like now i have this infatuation with caribbean music and that is my heritage but at the same time you know what is it about that that uh relates to my human experience you know
2: I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah that, that's true. I mean, and, you know, even when it comes to things like bass, when it comes to 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 uh, to black culture mm-hmm. compared to, you know, white culture, which may not be that, you know, that into bass. But if you put some bass on I mean I, I think, like, you know, like or like drums, you know, like like when it comes to like Dave Chappelle and that whole scene that he had about, you know, that whole thing about with the uh, at the barbershop, you put, like, put on drums, all the black people start dancing. But then, if you have a guitar, all the white people start dancing or some shit.
4: Yeah, yeah.
2: I mean that that shit is really true, and and this is like when it comes to like the future and like how infectious his his newer music can be. Like you know, groupies and that song, groupies, and how like a lot of DJs or like producers from like all like for every from every fabric of like genres are playing like or like they they spin that shit. Like even like Madlib spins uh, groupies when he DJs.
0: And then, too, like, aside from the actual musical aspect of it, the lyrical aspect of it, like, when I hear the lyrics to that shit, I'm like, yo, and, you know, I don't know what it's like being a civilian. And I say a civilian in the terms of, like, being involved in the music industry, but when the nigga's future says, now I'm bad, fuck my groupies, like, I know what the fuck you're talking about. like. <laughs> Some chick done got on your nerves and I'm that nigga and now I'm back fucking my groupies. Like and from a lyrical standpoint, um and a generational cultural standpoint, for
3: instance, um certain terms like thought or like jit, you know what a jit is? no a jit it's like a young
0: dumb nigga who doesn't know shit that's from like florida culture like miami type shit and okay. like so it's like all these things you know is it the music is it the lyrics is it the cultural associated with the lyrics that you know make it like it's just so many type of things. Like if you were to do a study on it, what would you focus on or how would you control for certain things? It's like almost impossible.
2: Yeah, I mean there's a lot of shit going on. And that's the thing. Like sometimes like when it comes like to I would say that future I mean, you know, we we always have like those songs that are like guilty tr- like guilty pleasures, but in this stage of my life or like period, I've never been in this in this like in this in this uh in this like Period, a situation where like this nigga just says some of the most ignorant shit ever that I just shouldn't agree with, but I like the songs.
0: I mean, but look at Ghostface with uh, what is it, Wildflower? Did you like that song?
2: Yeah, I love that song. But it, but it was, it was still redeemable because you know he, because he was still like that anti-hero Well, I guess Future is kind of like the hero too, but you know.
3: I think your bias is showing. Oh, really? I mean, Ghostface said more ignorant shit... I mean, he said some worse ignorant shit than Feature said.
2: Up to a point, I would say. At least on, at least on Wildflower. Because it, cause remember, like, toward the end, then, like, on Wildflower, he explains, like like, why he was doing all that.
0: I mean, I guess...
2: Now, I mean, now, is he wrong? I mean, technically, yes. But then, it, but it's still redeem. Like, the same thing, like, with Mob Deep. Like, things tend, like, they tend to be more redeemable compared to, like, newer music nowadays.
0: So, how is Mob Deep more redeemable in the future?
2: <laughs> All right, well, because, like, they have stories attached to it. So, like, you know, toward the end, like, you know, maybe... Havoc or like Prodigy, they'll say, like, you know, they know they should be doing is wrong, but you know, it's a part of whatever it, whatever it is. Where's their future?
3: So, give me a lyric where they said that. See, now I gotta think of one. Let's see. Um, because the only thing I can think of is like
0: the intro joint where Prodigy's talking on um on their second album or that you know, the infamous. He's like, yeah, I'm a little nigga, but blah, blah, blah. But at the end of the day, it's not necessarily redeemable.
2: Well, I mean, I guess, well, what exactly is redeemable? Because I think, like, well, when I think of redeemable, I think of, like, you know, the person's doing wrong things. But then the thing is, like, the person will explain why they're doing it or something like that.
0: But, I mean, Future said, all my niggas are junkies. That's all you have to say.
2: Yeah, but see, but, but well, all right, well, I guess that's more of an understated redeemability, if that's even a word.
0: But I mean, if you're looking at it from somebody from that standpoint who listened to Motown or whatever, right?
2: Mm Mm-hmm.
0: They would say the same thing about Mob Deep.
2: That's very true. I mean, so like, well... Because like,
0: like... Like our generation, a lot of our friends' parents were on crack. Yeah. And so... They understand certain shit that other people who are in the older generation wouldn't necessarily
3: understand unless they were on crack. Right. So like when you say "All oh, my niggas are junkies like somebody
0: from that generation is going to understand that more and that's a younger generation than us. You know to be honest we're kind of old in this game. <laughs> They're going to understand that more as being a deterrent, I would say, because they understand what a junkie is. You know, you didn't have like, when did the word junkie come into fruition? Mm -hmm. I remember my pops used to tell me about winos. And that was the thing, but he never said junkie. Like, when did junkie come along? Cause when you say junkie, like coming from Baltimore, we know what a junkie is. So when Feature says all my niggas are junkies, that shit is like, oh, fuck all that shit. I like the music, I like the beat, but I see what you're saying, and I'm not gonna involve myself with that shit.
2: I mean, but then I mean, but then it's cool to be dependent on purple though. You know what I'm saying? I mean on on stuff like that. Alright, so alright, alright, alright. I I think alright, so for example, something that's a bit more redeemable. Let's that let's talk about ASAP for cocaine castle.
3: Oh, you breaking up, hello? Yeah. Hello? Hello? Yeah.
2: Alright, so like let alright, so like for example, let's talk about like ASAP for like something that's a bit more redeemable. You breaking up again.
0: ASAP who? Uh, ASAP for Hello? Hello? Yeah.
3: Yeah, ASAP for
0: Oh, man. You keep breaking up. Every time you say ASAP, that shit
3: just <laughs> blanks out. Hello? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yo. 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 Yeah, you hear me? Yeah, I, I hear you clearly. Oh, yeah. I see You're going some, in and, and out. Problems. Hello? Yeah. Can you hear me now? Yo. Yo. Yeah. Can you hear me now? Yeah. God damn it. The, the damn connection problems coming back up again. Uh. Can you hear me now? Yeah. Alright, so ASAP Ferg. Yo. Yo. Hello? Yeah. Yeah. Alright, ASAP Ferg. Okay. Alright, Cocaine Castle. Right. Oh, um... matter of fact, hold up.
0: I don't know if you know, but ASAP Ferg drops his new album.
3: I didn't, I mean, I know he dropped a mixtape, but I thought that was hello. Going to, I thought that, yeah, hello. Yo, 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 yeah, what the
0: fuck is going on? All right, niggas don't want us to talk about ASAP, <laughs> Illuminati in the building. Shout out to Illuminati.
3: How about the
2: shit? All right, um, can you still hear me? Yeah, I, all right, so ASAP. Alright, so yeah, so ASAP Fur, yeah. So I know he came out with a mixtape, which I haven't listened to, but I didn't I thought the album was gonna like it was gonna take a minute for the album to come out.
0: It came out like Friday or some shit.
2: Have you listened to it?
3: Um I skimmed through it for the most part, yeah. You like it? Yeah. Alright. Like this nigga
0: Man Like he goes in. I, that's all I have to say.
2: All right. I mean, well, and so like, all right, so on his, on his first album, you know, the album is called Trap Lord. And he does some really ignorant shit all throughout the album in, in various ways. Um, he talks about like a lot of coke, like all throughout the album. And then he ends it with cocaine castle. Mm hmm. And so it seems it seems as if that as if he wanted that entire album to have like a whole redeemable quality, because it seems like toward the end, and I, maybe I'm overthinking this, that he wanted the listener to understand like the results, like where all that shit came from.
0: I think if you listen to his new album, everything you just saying is correct,
4: mm-hmm.
0: because this whole shit that he's on. Like,
3: I'm not going to say he's, like, a conscious rapper, but, like, you just got to hear this shit, man. Like,
0: this new album that ASAP Ferb dropped, like, he really talks about his uncle on there. That's all I got to say. Like, and, like, his uncle, like, was, like, ODB and... This nigga was in the park doing some wild shit. Like that shit is crazy. Like some of the shit, and then he got the song with Schoolboy Q where they're both talking about their crazy ass uncles, and that shit mm-hmm. is crazy.
2: I mean, yeah. So I mean, and I mean, don't even. Me I mean, you know, there are a lot of a lot of redeemable characters right now. I mean, look at the Schoolboy Q and you know that habits habits and contradictions. Yeah. And stuff like that. I mean, I so maybe I mean don't, I mean, I guess Future does have he does have redeemable qualities when it comes to Perky's call and. And Cody and crazy But I guess his stuff Is a bit more understated
3: Yeah Yeah I, uh, Yeah I would say so But I mean like
0: I feel like the listener Like kinda knows Like yo You don't wanna be A fucking junkie <laughs>
2: Uh I, mean, I don't know. I mean, because I, I remember that, that 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 time you were telling me about, like you, like you, like a like a coworker, whoever it was, you were talking to, and they were telling you, like you know, their whole story, like their whole um story with codeine and stuff like that.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That oh. shit was crazy. I mean, he was like, that shit is mad addictive, and he had to stop messing with it. And not only is it addictive, but you put the Jolly ranches at the bottom, but it's sweet as well. So you're getting that addiction as well. And he it, it had a hard time getting off of it.
3: Yeah. So, I mean, and, and, and,
2: and, and that's another thing, too, that, you know, like. The way but that a like, purple I is kind of being promoted.
0: But is it the music or is it the culture promoting it to the music?
2: Well, I mean, let's put it this way. I mean, we all we all know that it was in Philadelphia for a long time. It was always in Houston, and so it had. And now it's traveled up. I mean, I'm assuming that people in Baltimore do the shit now.
0: I
3: mean, yeah. I mean, I was in Baltimore while the nigga was something about the shit. Yeah.
2: Hello.
3: Yeah. You. Yeah. God damn it! Hello. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, yeah. All right. But yeah,
0: yeah, 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 yeah. I was in both. Like, nigga, I was in f- f- my fucking Cherry Hill. Nigga, tell me about his experience with it. I
2: mean, yeah. So I mean, and you know, I guess it's nothing new. It just it just happens to be the drug of the time.
3: Yeah, I mean, the thing is. Like, you can say it's a drug of its time, but at
0: the same time, it's an opioid, and heroin's an opioid, and that's the next step to it.
2: And and I think and that's the interesting thing about the whole purple craze is that, you know, it is an opioid, but it just doesn't seem that way. Because you aren't shooting it, you're just drinking something.
0: But, you know, when white people get on it, that's when it's a problem.
2: I mean, yeah, exactly. But, I mean, white people have been talking about this shit for so long. I mean see it's so I mean, it's so weird, I mean, because it seems like drugs are a bigger part now than what it was like in the sixties or whatever like that, when you had all kinds of bands talking about drugs yeah, and I think that
3: and I think they were pretty open about it, I mean, up to a point I guess now, with more science and more
0: people being affected by it, I don't know like. Maybe people be like, "Yo, I see these black people, and I see these white people doing it, and I want these white people to be like these black people, so let's do something about it."
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, maybe. Who I mean, who the, who the hell knows, man? But and this is the, the interesting thing about Prince, and it's because like um, I always remember when I would have like conversations with people about Prince or whatever like that, and I would just mention like something about drug use or something. And people would always like kind of avoid like avoid that conversation or just like say like oh no, no he doesn't do drugs. And you know just after like you know re- like reading about him and all this other kind of stuff and like his you know all of his uh, you know 24 hour 40 hour studio sessions. I'm just assuming that he has to be on something in order to do this shit or he would die. He has to he had to he had to have been on something. And I mean he was and he was a part of the 80s and you look at like you know you saw Purple Rain. Remember, yeah. like, I think, toward the end when, when he was, like, on stage or whenever he was on stage, his eyes, like, would be popping out of his, his like, his fucking skull? You don't <laughs> think he was on drugs then?
0: <laughs> I mean, I think that, I don't know. Like, I think that Prince didn't do drugs. I think that, it, I think, no I think that it was his hips messing up and he ended up on it because of that.
2: All right. So, th- this is a story I, um, I, I told my people. Um, we were Your talk- people. yeah, my people. We were talking about Prince, and I mean, you should know what I mean mm-hmm. when I say that. Mm-hmm. So, so we were talking about Prince or whatever like that, because you know it was like it was like a good segue into um into what we really got into talking about like double consciousness or whatever like that. Right. And how you know how Prince you know we talked about this on the radio show too about how Prince had to fight for his blackness. Right. And he came out with the Black album. Well, in the '80s, he was supposed to. Um, like 500 of them went out but, th- but then before it really got like Shipped to all the stores He decided at the very last minute To pull back on it And so it was shelved And then it got bootlegged for a long time And it's because that people are saying Like a lot of insiders supposedly Like in Prince's camp They were saying that he had like a bad ecstasy trip And he thought that the Black album was evil mm. And then it took like I think it came out like finally officially In 1994 But other than that I mean, you know, for whatever reason, people just forget about that or forget about all the other people in this camp who are probably on drugs and doing some crazy shit. I mean, there are just so many signs that says the prince did drugs.
3: I mean, I think, um, I think that it's the, the whole thing with the drugs is like, I guess now you can't really prove it because he's, you know, dead or whatever. But
0: I want to know about his conversion and like maybe some things are out there that I don't know about because I'm not the biggest prince person, but like, I want to know about what led to his conversion to Jehovah's Witness. Because it seems to me that if you weren't raised in it, and if you decide to convert to it, then
3: you would be on the kind of the straight and narrow. Yeah,
2: that's true. I mean, it's always interesting to, to understand, like, why people or how people get into, like, religion in their later life. Yeah. I mean... And maybe that could have been his downfall, right? Because you know it was against his religion to get like proper surgery, and so that 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 led to his like a pill a pill a pill addiction, which then led to his death. I'm not saying that he like constantly did drugs, but just for whatever That's what reason, I'm saying. people what
0: that basically because he was Jehovah's Witness and because he wouldn't want to get a blood transfusion that. Um, that led to his death because he ended up getting one of those pills. Because it was like a second surgery he was supposed to get or something that he wasn't supposed to, that he didn't get because he didn't want to get a blood transfusion because Jehovah's Witness. And like you know, knowing people that are a Seventh Day Adventists, and you know, I've had somebody tell me that it, you know if they are on their deathbed, don't let them get a blood transfusion even if it'll save their life. Cause
4: that shit,
2: like that shit, is real. Mhm. And well, even with that being said, I mean, the man would do forty, like forty hour studio sessions. Well, what was he doing in order to stay up? I mean, Swiss Beats did
0: the same shit. Well, I mean, and Swiss, Swiss Beats, Beats ended up out on something. I mean, Swiss Beats ended up um in the hospital, about to die. And now he's against that shit. Like, like doing that type of thing. I mean, I like, yo, certain people do this type of thing and they end up fucked up and then they see the light that you need your sleep.
2: Right. And so maybe because, maybe well, Prince has been doing this for years. So he had to be on something if he didn't meet like meet his death. Or maybe we just don't know about it yet. I don't
0: know. Because, um, what's her name? Um, Ariana Huffington. I listened to an interview with her with, uh, I think, Diane Reem on NPR. Yeah. And she wrote a book recently about sleep and how much you need it because she collapsed from lack of sleep and a lot of people out here are collapsing from lack of sleep
2: yeah I I think I've read a headline or something that you know like sleep is like like, like, like the new epidemic now or something like that
0: I mean like I was just telling you before the show like yo I be drunk throughout my whole week off of lack of sleep and like even though I get some sleep here and there like, it's not enough Like, I be needing to sleep like, like, right now, my body's telling me to go to sleep
2: Yeah But I'm I not
0: going to do that shit <laughs>
2: yeah. I mean, yeah, that's, I mean, that's true And, you know, uh, I remember when we did our, our two episodes face-to-face Our only two episodes face-to-face And we were talking about that and how, you know, at my job I was, you know, sleeping, standing up And having these weird visions of, like, monsters and shit yeah,
0: so, yeah I yeah, I mean like having hallucinations.
2: Yeah.
0: Like you know how much that shit happens to me now? Like, yo, I'll be having hallucinations all the time and I know it's from like asleep. So like when I see some crazy shit, like I say a goblin or some shit, like, oh shit, I need to go to sleep. But like I'm, i mean yeah. <laughs> like nigga, I'll be seeing like goblins and shit. Like <laughs> And I don't well, think, I, don't, I,
4: don't, I don't
0: think people People who don't sleep don't understand, like, yo, a fire hydrant might be a goblin. And an empty seat next to you, it might be your brother.
2: (laughs) Yeah, or, I mean, a kid could be, like, a little monster, man. You just never know. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, shit, I remember, like, last week, man, I sat down in my chair and like around 4 o'clock I blacked out And I woke up around 1 in the morning And my f- shoulder was fucked up Because of the I Slept in the chair and it was Like for hours on end Damn And I was still tired
3: Because you can't Like you can't Catch up on sleep Like Whatever
0: damage is done From your lack of sleep Is there You just have to do The best you can do And try to get the most sleep You can afterwards
4: I mean, So yeah, like right After now, we're I'm done with this up.
0: Like, after this, I'm going to probably sleep for a good minute, and I have a lot of shit that I want to do, and a lot of shit that I have to do after this,
3: but probably, I'm just going to say, fuck it, because, and this is, like, bad, like,
0: I calculate, like, Like, I look at my schedule for, like, the week ahead, and I try to see, okay, I'm going to sleep on this day. I can get eight hours sleep on this day. But I don't really see that happening anytime soon. So, fuck it. Like, fuck whoever. Fuck everything else. Because at the end of the day, I'm going to collapse. Because sometimes, like, you know, we were supposed to record, like, a while ago. But, like, that day when we were supposed to record, my body just stopped working. And I just, mm-hmm. I just, like, I just fell asleep. I had no, nothing was going to stop me. Like, even if I was standing up, I would have fell on
3: the floor because I was so little tired. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know, even with working out and stuff like
0: that, they say, you know, you can work out, but if you don't get enough sleep, that's going to fuck you up.
3: I mean, yeah, I can I can see that.
0: So I'm about to pop one of these melatonin pills, get my melatonin levels up so I can activate my melanin and make the pyramids fly and shit like that.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: and you know. Hopefully when I wake up, I'll be in a flying pyramid with a hundred million dollars on my bank account.
2: Yeah, you never know. That could that could happen. Right? <laughs>
0: <laughs> but um, I guess before we we uh end this off, uh man, so much shit. You have listened to Drake yet? You have listened to Beyonce yet? The Birdman Charlemagne shit was crazy. Uh, there's Prince. We talked about Prince, but uh, China man. Yeah. WWF I don't even like saying WWE. I know that's a thing, but to me that's just sacrilegious, but um I listened to an interview with uh X-Pac who was my favorite wrestler at one point. 123 Kid, 6-Pack, X-Pac, whatever you want to call him. Um He uh, did an interview on Race Wars, which is one of my favorite podcasts, which I don't listen to as much anymore. But he was on there and he was talking about how China saved his life when he was in some type of drug-induced thing and uh, hung himself. And China saw him and was able to get him out before he actually died. And um, he gave like all praises to her and now see she's died. And it's just crazy. Like, you know, she was that woman at that time when we were watching wrestling when they started the whole women's championship thing, you know?
2: Yeah, yeah, and um I remember I was telling my my mother and uh, you know, we were talking about China's death. And um I guess cuz she figured that you know it would, it would I would have probably been interested in, in knowing about the and I remember that I was I was telling her about uh, that the X Pac that X Pac uh, interview uh, also from Ra- from Race Wars, and so it's just kind of like weird how like these things work out. Like that X Pac um, interview, which is so random, especially on that kind of podcast, and just the fact that it was X Pac of all people. I know, right? That, <laughs> that happened last summer. China dies now. The uh, whole, whole thing about Future, Purple Rain, and Prince dies, and I mean, it's just it's crazy how these things work out.
3: I mean, I don't know, man.
0: It's the synchronicities of the universe all coalescing into whatever the fuck these conspiracy theorists want to say.
2: Yeah, it's very true. I'm sure there'll be some type of weird conspiracy theory that came out that's going to come out about Prince.
0: Oh, man. I got YouTube videos saved that I got to watch about why they killed Prince and shit like that
2: oh my god are you serious yeah damn i didn't think it would happen that fast i thought they would have to you know really really uh you know sit, sit back and concentrate i wonder if like these conspiracy theorists if they just like sit around and just think of different topics for like when they happen and if they'll happen and how they connect it to different different things yo the like, dude
0: yeah. who did the uh why they killed prince it's this a mm-hmm. youtube thing called cdr Uh It's crazy because I was talking to my girl's sister about this because she saw the video as well. This nigga had a video about how African-Americans aren't real and how the Middle Passage never happened and how that was just a trick that white people told so-called African-Americans because African-Americans are the true indigenous people of America.
3: Hmm. All right. And we were already here, and they told us this lie. Okay. <laughs> so, right. uh, Mr. Historian, I will send you that video
0: <laughs> so you can critique it. But
2: uh, I've got quite a bit of those actually as of late from my brother that I haven't watched. Oh man, those kind of, those kinds of uh, videos.
0: Yeah, apparently, um, African Americans are actually were actually here before white people. How they got here, I don't know, but they were always here and white people came and told them this lie that they're actually from Africa, but they're not.
2: We need to get, well, you know, this is the thing about conspiracy because, you know, you really got to, like, make a coherent argument that actually makes sense. So there's a lot of creativity that goes into being a, a conspiracy theorist.
0: And see, a lot of conspiracies are right, like, or they start off being right. Like, Tuskegee experiments, that was correct. I
3: mean I didn't know that was a good I didn't know that was, a, that was a, a
2: conspiracy theory I thought that was always true
0: I mean that If you look at like what conspiracy theories Would say now that's correct Or like even the shit that you're researching About the Canadians and the um, medical Experiments with the Native Americans
3: mm-hmm. Like that That's conspiracy theory type of shit
2: I mean, I guess in a way, but I mean, the the shit just just sounds so logical. I mean, because we already knew that, you know, that they would take out skulls of Native Americans or, you know, brains of black people and put them alongside white people, a white brain or something like that.
0: That's not
3: history. That's not Eurocentric white man history.
2: I mean it, it is but then I mean it isn't but then it is I mean It's around me scientific racism The Caucasoid, the Negroid, the Malay The American Red Man
3: All that could be considered Conspiracy theory Like Fucking
0: Like I said the Tuskegee experiments That's a conspiracy theory Um, If you google it Like conspiracy theories that came out to be true like fucking Eric Snowden and this matter of fact that the government is watching you—that's a conspiracy theory.
2: I mean, who thought that that wasn't? A, I mean, why? Why wouldn't that be true? I mean, I just think some of these things are common sense, honestly. But
0: I mean, they said in Congress that they don't do this shit.
2: Well, shit, we know that government lies anyway, as we know that that constantly comes out every so often, doesn't it?
0: People don't know that. <sighs> I'm not telling you. I know that it sounds crazy, but people don't know that. People did not know that the government spies on everything before Eric Snowden.
3: Mm. Conspiracy theories that turned out to be true. Let me just click on some random Google article. So, hold up. Alright, so this shit The CIA
0: built a heart attack gun The theory The government has developed a gun That can cause fatal heart attacks What really happened The CIA developed a, a secret weapon In the 60s and 70s A small poison dart was shot out That would cause a heart attack It would penetrate clothing and leave nothing behind Except the tiny red dot in the skin Disintegrating on impact the target would feel as if they had been bitten by a mosquito. The poison denaturates quickly, so an autopsy would not indicate foul play. Why do we know about it? In 1975, Congress investigated the rogue activities of the CIA, United States Senate Select Committee to study governmental operations with respect to intelligence activities. During testimony, the secret weapon became known to Congress. There's one right there. Let's see. News.yahoo.com. Conspiracy theories that turn out to be true. Conspiracy. North Korea was secretly kidnapping Japanese citizens. U.S. government poisoned alcohol during Prohibition. Uh... Nazi... The uh, the U.S. secretly employed Nazi scientists after the war. I mean, people know that now. The CIA ran a mind control program. That's... Niggas know about that shit. False mm-hmm. flag operations aka countries attacking themselves. I don't know what that's about. Conspiracy. The government is watching
3: us. <laughs> 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 like... A lot of shit is fucking true. Hmm. I mean I'm not up out here about to say the world is flat, but even with uh um, Planned Parenthood, you know about that shit, right? Uh
2: I'm not well, you mean the whole the whole eugenics thing? Yeah. Margaret yeah. Sanger,
0: and you know Martin Luther King had a meeting with her and all this other type of shit. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Huh, well. <sighs> I don't know. These, things, these things that come from somewhere, I suppose. Yeah. But um I don't know.
0: We're talking for a minute. Damn it. Oh damn it two hours on this of so let's wrap this up. Um, Alright that one about the uh rap names and whatever, I'm gonna get that out. Hopefully I get a chance to edit it this weekend, get that out. Probably put that out after this one. Um You know, like, subscribe, rate, SoundCloud, all that, iTunes, all that. Do that. Go to um 410 MusicFactory dot com, Zachary dot com, dot com and um yeah. That's the last shit that's going on that we involved in, and yeah, that's all I gotta say right now. All right, cool. Peace to the gods and the earth. Peace out. I'm feeling is it. here. yeah son you feel it, man. What up, son? You gotta just do it, she yo. Yo, hold up, man? Hold the different channels.
1: Channel, hold up, hold on man? hold up? Watch the channel, son different plane now, man. It's all good. What up? All good, baby. In every hood, it's son. What up, yo? CNN Network, Channel 10. It's on again. Street niggas, that's grown men. Bull face, get gather your face. Stay in place. Yo, crime lace, Cast more beef than Scarface. CNN Network, Channel 10. It's on again. Street niggas, that's grown men. Bull face, get gather your face. Stay in place. Yo, crime lace, Cast more beef than Scarface.